You're listening to the Power Platform People podcast on the CRM Audio Network with the bearded CRM guy Ian Connolly and the Mark Christie. The guys will take you on a journey of the Power Platform community. Here we go. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast with your favorite app and check out crm.audio for information on all the other shows on the network. Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Power Platform People podcast with myself, Ian and Mark. And our guest today, I'm not allowed to mention skillets, but I'm doing it. Skillet, skillet, skillet. Dave Burrell, how are you doing, bud? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? I'm good, I'm good. That's not bad. We got in about 30 seconds. We never even got 30 seconds and a skillet was mentioned. I couldn't I couldn't not do it, right? I know that he tried to veto them, but he can't veto his own nickname. I'm sure it's done. It's done and it's out of the way now, though. <laughs> exactly. So anyway... Uh, what's happening today? How are you dealing with quarantine? I'm dealing with it very well. It's just what what day are we on? Actually, it's just another Wednesday. <laughs> I'm dealing with it very well. What day are we on? <laughs> well, that's one of the challenges of working from home. Is that you never really know what day it is. It, true, you're more like this is. I think that's why Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday socks were invented. Well, that's it. I just work on. Is it a working day or is it not a working day? Well, I don't even think that works in my house. My middle one came to me on Saturday and said, what time do you finish work today? I'm like, I've never worked a weekend in like the past 10 years. What are you on about? That's because you're lazy, Mark. Lazy. No, I just don't do go-lives over the weekend. Because <laughs> I just don't agree to that sort of thing. Who does a go-live in the weekend? Everyone. Who does a, a go-live? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how many projects have you actually delivered from start to end? <laughs> you used to go live, go lives, go lives. I mean, I've been playing Modern Warfare too much, and I was going to the Gulab again there. I thought you'd been watching the wrestling and some Drew Gulak. I don't know what happened, but you, you do go lives over the weekend. I don't know if I've ever done a go live over the weekend. That's because you work in public sector. They don't do anything at weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Touché. When you start working with real customers, it's all about the weekend go live. <laughs> Touche, right? I'll take that on board. Um, right, yeah, that that's makes sense. Comments. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Uh, I would that. I was with that burn definitely. I do feel like we should probably explain to everybody why the skillets keep coming up. Would well, you normally explain your mic nicknames? Your mic nicknames. Lots of Scottish nicknames are Mickey nicknames. We'll go with that. Just to, just to help you out there, you know. <laughs> so, Dave, actually, two, I mean, you think vindicating yourself is by explaining that you were going to do a presentation on skillets? I, I think there's some more context around that than that, but yes. <laughs> I don't know what more context is there. We put out a call for speakers. You submitted that you wanted to do a presentation on skillets. Yeah. yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I think so. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so what else do you want to talk about today? What actually are we looking to talk about today? I have no idea yeah. now. <laughs> we're, just, we're just totally thrown. So, this is why we should so, script these things, apparently, right? Cooking uh, tips for skillets. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have that web page up just to do random references as we go through. Right, so cooking your steak in a skillet, you don't need oil. Just make sure that it's really hot. Brilliant. <laughs> now, what we're doing, we're kind of going back to the format that we've done on sort of the bite size podcast before, where we get somebody on, talk about what they do in the community, what they do work-wise, what they do just in general, just about the person. But it's not a deep and meaningful one because skillets aren't that deep. Um, so, yeah, Dave, social media-wise, tell us where you are on social medias. Yeah, so I think we would actually fail at having a deep and meaningful conversation ever. So this is probably the right format. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so in terms of social media, um, so primarily I do blogging. Um, I don't really blog. I'm probably going to regret saying this. I don't really blog for other people. I blog for myself. Um, purely as a mechanism because if I don't do it, I probably wouldn't then go and learn new stuff. So the blog is very much about if there's something interesting or something that I want to go and learn, 
the blog's a way of making me do it. And also it's a reference sweet. point for when you forget it and you have to come back to it and you find your own blog. Well, yes. there is that. I, I won't mention who, but I, I did speak to someone who blogs purely so they remember stuff and they do on occasion Google search and find their own blog to get answers. It's why I started blogging. It's probably now why I don't blog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just terrible Every... at doing a write-up of stuff that I've done. I'm just so quick at moving on. I should do it. But yeah, I think Mark said that. If it wasn't Mark you were talking about, he's definitely one that has publicly said that's what he's done and blogged himself and went, oh, that's great. I'm going to give that guy feedback. Cool, I'll pat oh, myself in the back then. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't Mark. It was someone else. But as I say, I, I won't name names. Cool. Now, I literally, there's a field service um, editing, this, editing the schedule board blocks. Every time I'm on a field service project, I Google that because I forget every single time my blog comes up. It's like, you're a dick. You should remember this by now. That's not marked before. It is, but you kind of hope that your last field project is your last field service project. It never works, though. When you say project, you mean pre sale demo? Ah, pretty much. Pre-sales, <laughs> pre-sales hack, handover. Uh, well, pre-sales doesn't actually have to work. No, I do like to at least show some things working. I mean, there is an element of smoke and mirrors and lots of fire when it's handed over, but no, I do like it to, to at least be salvageable. So what are you actually doing just now then, Dave? You're not pre-sales, are you? No, I am 100% delivery. Okay. Um, so I'm with Power Objects at the moment, um, and I'm the architecture capability lead. So my role is split between project delivery and people management. So I manage a team of 15 architects and technical resources, as well as delivery of projects. So I'm the one that has to deal with the, the smoke and mirrors and fire that, that Mark and other pre-sales people tend to, to throw over the wall. The, the unicorns and pink dust and stuff like that. That's it. So how did you manage people before you moved there? I did, yes. So I've managed people for a long time. So you're used to it now. That's it. Project management is effectively people management anyway. Yeah. You think? It's a sweeping statement if ever I've heard one. Well, what does a project involved, it involves I'm, management of people to deliver an outcome. But you don't need to be a little bit more, like at the moment, for instance, COVID-19, p- different people are working from home, different scenarios. You can't just apply the same principles of project management to that as people management there, can you? We're in an unprecedented situation at the moment, no? <laughs> oh, yes. There we go. I had to get that in there. The, the buzzword of the week, the months. I generally think everybody's playing unprecedented time bingo, and that's all they have to yeah. say. Yeah, absolutely. Have you not? There was one of the speeches that Boris did, and I think he said it seven times in like four and a half minutes. <laughs> it's an impressive word, right? It's up there with digital feedback loop. That as well. Yeah, minimum viable product. Oh, minimum viable product. We love an MVP. They should be able to do it in delivery, is another good. Freeze! I like. Let's just be really honest. I am, I am still delivery. I just am working more on pre-sales opportunities at the moment. Is that because they realise you can't deliver that you've never delivered? (laughs) It's because I am a very personable person, and um, they like to get me in front of people because people buy into my vision. Your lies. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Mm. The vision. We'll, we'll however, vision. However that we all vision know what vision really means. I just got Queen in my head there, that whole One Vision song. That was a bit interesting. You're going to have to sing it for this? Nope, can't copyright it. It's only £89 to add copyrighted songs in. I was looking earlier, so yeah, go for it. I'll pay 90 quid to listen to you sing it. And I'm sure you're never going to get it close enough for it to be recognised by any copyright algorithm. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Just simply, no. 
So primarily, what are the blogs that you're doing? Is it just new tech or have you got a theme that you're running through at the moment? So primarily the stuff that I'm looking at is so a combination of new stuff that's coming out and kind of up-to-date news. So the most recent blog being around the delay of the Wave 1 updates and the delay of the new UI. Um, but in terms of specific technology, my primary focus is Power Automate or Flow, whatever you want to call it. So let's just go back a little step here. So basically what you're saying is you blog on other people's news. You just, I mean, is that not just a retweet rather than a blog? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So Power Automate and Flow. Yeah. So the, the newest stuff where it's kind of up-to-date stuff, it's more that is more I just getting it out there more so people are aware of it. But in terms of the Power Automate stuff, that's much more about from my experience and from what I've been out and tried and learned, showing people how to use those tools and what kind of the fringe capabilities of them are. Okay. So not the smoke and mirrors part of it, the actual, this is how it really works? Yes, the majority of the time. Okay. No, I mean, there's always smoke and mirrors stuff. I mean, everyone does it. Yeah, it's not so much smoke and mirrors because... A lot of the stuff that I'm dealing with is much newer. They do tend to change it. Yeah. Um, so though it works the day that I build it, it doesn't always work the next day. Yeah. Because they've changed it or deprecated or updated the functionality. Yeah, you go to try and do a new function and they've pulled that function out, so you can't add it later on in the exactly. same power on flow. You go to try and add it and you can't reuse the same connector. You're like, but it's there. Yeah, exactly. Particularly around the new CDS connectors, you find that stuff works and then it doesn't work and then it works again and then it disappears. And then there's a V4 of the connector that doesn't have the same triggers and it's like, all right, cheers, Paul, thanks. Yep. So all of a sudden, when you're using, yeah, example, the CDS connector, you've got three different CDS connectors in order to achieve what you're trying to achieve. But on the upside, Microsoft are aware of it because I raised it with the product team um, and they basically said it will be coming into the latest version. So anything you can do in the Dynamics connector, you will be able to do in the CDS connector eventually. So I think the quote for that one is there will be parity in the fullness of time. Yes. The fullness of time is the vague term there. Yeah, so it, there's just no time frame put on it in terms of what is the fullness of time. No, that's that is a standard Microsoft answer. Yeah, I'm I think at the moment as well, like it's, as we are in unprecedented times, the fullness of time can't be fully comprehended right now. Right, so that's you said it, Ian. When you're going to get it in there, Mark? Yes, mine fitted quite well as well. I think. <laughs> I will find the right moment for it. So what what format do you prefer? Do you prefer blogging or YouTubing? What's your best? And don't say podcasting because you suck at it. I don't know. I think this is going quite well so far. <laughs> <laughs> be interesting will to listen to. It will be. We've not really actually spoken about very much, but we've slagged each other off a lot. Yeah, that's all we do. You've obviously never listened to any of our podcasts before, but that is all we do. It's, it's just to, especially in these unprecedented times, we uh, we like to give the community something back. Too soon. Um, but no, in terms of format, it really depends on the complexity of what I'm doing. Um, I tend to prefer to do it step-by-step step as a blog. Um, but I am going to start doing more video content to explain it as well, but I think I'll still do step-by-step as a blog as well because not everybody wants to sit and watch a 15-minute video on how to do something. Um, Certainly, when I read other people's blogs, I tend to skip to the bit that I want to know about Yeah. Um, because I'll I'll know how to do the first 10, 15 steps, Um, so I'd rather just jump to the, the page that's got the the step that I want. So I, I think going forward, I'm going to do a combination of videos 
for people who want to sit and watch it end to end, but also do kind of step by step blogs as well, where they can just jump to the content that they need. I think ultimately it's important for you to find what it is that works for you as well, isn't it? Yeah, you've got if you're doing that as a content delivery, like a project or people management or whatever management want to talk about it, you you have to deliver something. But you have to make sure in that instance because you're doing it for you, because you enjoy doing it, that it's the right delivery. You don't want to sit in a video and sound mundane or boring and not enjoy it. Well, that's it. And nobody really wants to listen to the Scottish accent. No, it's really hard as well, unless you start doing some very sort of central Scotland and, and speaking very proper and have your have your best telephone voice on and talk more like this all the time, which you just can't do. You can. It's not too difficult. Mark does it all the time. Yeah. I, it's more when you get talking in other places, you learn to, to slow down, yeah. to enunciate your words correctly so that you lose the accent and you don't sound like a bell. Which is why when Mark goes to a Chinese restaurant, or sorry, an Indian restaurant, you order a korma. Oh, you've done it. Yes. <laughs> I would like a chicken korma where they'll cook it in their skillets. That's it. See where we segue into that there? I liked it. It was good. Yeah. So you don't really have a preferential platform you're looking at at the moment, blogging and video. Yeah, I would say at the moment it's mainly blogging, um, just because I've been too lazy to get set up for videos. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely going to come because um, I've been toying with the idea of recording kind of an introduction to flows slash power automate um, for complete beginners. Okay. Um, and I think that type of content would come across better as as video content. Yeah, there's definitely the same doing. It's that it's that if you're doing any sort of training or leading, isn't it? It's better to be able to have the video and show it. I certainly learn initially much better as see monkey see monkey do repeat etc but you're right when it gets to that point when i'm in a rush and i'm just trying to get to something yeah i don't care about the first 10 steps that you've got there because i've done them already or i've read this already i just want to get to that other last part yeah absolutely that that's it and i think at the moment because we do have all that extra time stuck in the house it's a good time to probably start considering doing those videos now, there's going to be a lot of content coming out very soon from a lot of people, I think. Just sheer boredom as well. Well, that's it. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying that they've never seen Twitter and LinkedIn as busy in the in the last week. Um, it's just constant people posting. Fair enough, 90% of that is coronavirus memes. Um, but <laughs> I think that will quickly lose the appeal and I think people will start to look at where they can kind of put that energy a bit more productively. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of me, you know, I've decided, I mean, we've got, what, eight podcasts lined up over the next three weeks? Yeah. So we're just going to hammer the podcasts. I'm going to do some mature studying and stuff as well and getting some exams booked in, I think. If I can, assuming that Pearson View Home Proctoring isn't absolutely fully loaded. No, well... So Friday, so we're in two days' time, I can only get up until 6 o'clock in the morning or after 11 o'clock at night. That seems like the perfect time to do a proctored exam. Yeah. Have you actually done any proctored exams yet, Dave? I did. I did my MB200 proctored. Cool. So you, um, you know the, under, the, the uh, pains of it? <laughs> It's not too bad once you get past the can you stand up and show me every part of your room with your yeah. webcam bit. Yeah. Um, can you twirl it around? Can you point to the roof? Can you do the whole kick okay and shine? Well, the bit that got me is the, the person that was doing the proctoring wanted me to run the webcam down my arms so they could see my tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I told Ian about that as well. And he was like, what? Yeah, can, can you lift up your sleeves? Um, can you describe what that tattoo says? I'm like, I can't even read it. It's getting removed. Yeah, that's it. They wanted me to, to run it down my tattoos just in case I had all the answers written between them. <laughs> it's Don't get me wrong, I get why they do it, but it's just crazy. Yeah, I also had to empty my bin just in case I had the answers written in bits of paper in the bin. Yeah, as if they're not going to notice you constantly glancing at your bin. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, I'm just going to open that bit of paper up for my feet while I glance down. Ah, it's not working. I mean, to be fair, the last one I've done, I, I, I certainly became much more aware of it last week as well. I have this habit of like handing my face all the time, like stroking my beard or just resting my my chin and my fingers. And I just keep waiting to happen. Oh, big time! <laughs> I think my beard is like the only thing that's protecting me right now. It's got some sort of filtration system through it. The borrowers are living in it, I think. But uh, <laughs> the the guy actually came and messaged me and said, "Look, you need to stop touching your face." <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then for the next half hour, all I wanted to do. Just touch your face. Touch my face. It was the hardest part ever was not lifting my hands up. I just became so socially aware of it for the proctored exam. But So what were you touching instead? The table. <laughs> my mouth. The keyboard. <laughs> what do you mean? Nothing at all. I don't no, I don't understand. That's like a concord. That went over my head. <laughs> I think there'll be lots of people doing proctored exams over the next few months as well. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So Pearson View closed all of their test centres in the US. I think they're probably going to do the same here if they haven't already done so. It's not essential, so you'd think it's already closed. Yeah, you would imagine so. Yeah, so I think if you're wanting to do an exam in the next three months, you're going to have to go down the proctored route. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was looking at the 600. I did have a code for it and wasn't able to do it, and then I went to book it again, and it's like 140 quid. Yeah, I was the same. I looked at that, but I've got. I'm, I'm going to do the Azure one. I think that's my next bit of learning at the moment. I hopefully get some time to try and do. But even though I'm working from home, I seem to be the busiest I've ever been. Yeah, that's because people are on here. I don't know what you mean. I, I work. I just there's so much. It's because it's all reactive right now mm. to the the COVID nineteen. Yeah, because oh, they're working from home and they don't have anything to do, they, they feel like they've got the time now to be all over you. Micromanagement at its best. It's not even micromanagement. It's not that. It's uh, it's just I've got lots of there's lots of changes. The pipeline has has never been as full as it has been, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, it's good to be busy. Yes, especially just now, especially in these unprecedented times. I mean, me and Dave actually, we chat earlier before you joined saying there are some customers who are like, okay, we don't have anything to do now, so let's bring our project forward so we can deliver it before all of this goes back to normal work. And people are actually delivering projects quicker because of it. Yeah. Which, right, right. Customers are going one of two ways. They're, they're going the way of, well, we're all shut down. We can't do anything and we're not going to do anything. We're just going to wait and see how it plays out. And then there's the other customers who have taken advantage of the fact that their staff aren't working at full capacity and they do have some time to start to look at projects and accelerate them. So it should be... I'm not worried about this. I think it's it's a good time to upskill people. It's a good time to, to do some internal projects because that's what other people forget as well. Yeah, consultancy firms, it's good being billable all the time, but if you've been putting off internal projects, this is the time to hammer them. Yeah, exactly. If customers aren't doing work, we could be doing work to make the practices better. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's the, so, the age-old additive that you've never got time to implement for yourself what you do for customers. Well, now you do. Yeah, you can take all that good learning of the things that you wanted to build, but never got around to doing it, but the customers have got it. You can take all the good learning from the ups and downs of that and, and build it for the practice. Exactly. So one of the things that we really wanted to actually mention and talk about today was what you're doing during your lunch hours. Yeah. Talking to all of you reprobates. That's uh, not really what you're doing, right? Let's no, be a bit more not. specific about it. What are you actually doing? So what I did was, is I take working from home for granted. I'm used to sitting in the house on my own with my own company. quite enjoy it, actually. Um, but I realised that when all this kind of kicked off a couple of weeks ago, that all of these people have been forced into working from home and they're not used to that social isolation. They're not used to not being able to just go and prop themselves in somebody's desk and have a quick chat. Um, so that they've lost some of that social interaction. And what I found is a lot of the people that I speak to, even though I work from home, aren't necessarily used to using teleconferencing. They're not used to 
doing things remotely. Um, so what I decided to do was set up a half-hour call each day, Monday to Friday, that lets people log on to Teams, turn on their cameras, their microphones, and have a chat. Not about anything specific, not about necessarily work or Microsoft or Power Platform. Just a general chat with another person. Fair enough, it's not face-to-face and kind of like proper social interaction, but as close as we can get to with kind of what's happening in these unprecedented times. Now, myself and Ian were on today. I was on yesterday as well, wasn't I? You were. It's, it is, it's just that it gives you somebody that you maybe normally wouldn't speak to in day to day. It gives you just other people that are around. A little bit of chat because, as you say, we're used to it. We're, we could sit for months, not speak to anyone, just get worked on working from home. But that does get boring and quite isolating very quickly. So just having something half an hour every day to be able to chat with people. I mean, today was just loads of dogs. Everyone showed their dogs off. Yeah, it was a little bit of camaraderie and doggeradery, if that's even a word, or if it's not, I've just made it one, get that copyrighted. But yeah, everybody bring their dogs in. We had that joke that it should have actually been a dog hour because... You got cat cafes. Do they have dog cafes? Is that our next business venture when we get out of this? That sounds like a good idea. I thought we were still going to do the pizza crunch in Perth thing. No, you are all weirdos and eat kurmas. <laughs> That's just Mark. It's maybe really just me. I'm actually going to order a kurma for my tea tonight. <laughs> I don't care. It's a kurma or a korma. It tastes nice regardless. Yes, but it's, a, it's an awesome thing that you're doing with that, Dave, and, and getting that there and setting up that the Teams call. It's here for everybody to join. Come in and have a bit of chat. And at the end of the day as well, if you're feeling that you want to chat longer, there's plenty of people there that are willing to have that conversation. As, as Mark said, certainly the three of us in this call are very comfortable working from home. And we've got an environment set up that we are doing it, whether it's at our dining table, but we know fine well that we're closing the desk. Closing the, not the desk, but closing the laptop at the end of the day or coming out of the office or we've got purpose purpose areas for it. And I think that's very important at this point in time. Yeah, and that's it. Even for the people who are used to working from home, it's still very different because previous, you still had the choice if you wanted to go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and I know talking to a few people who have been working from home forever, it's all of a sudden they want to rebel because somebody's told them, no, you can't leave the house. Yeah, it's the, it's the reverse institutionalised, isn't it? Well, that's Where, it, because they might not have left the house for three months, but now somebody said they can't, they want to. Yep. And I think as well, it's harder, like, when you're working from home at the moment, a lot of people work from home and their other halves, their kids are at school, their other halves are out at work, etc. So they're in the house themselves working from home. It's different now as well, because everybody's in the house, whether it's your mother-in-law, your partner, your wife, your kids, your husband everybody's there yeah that's it and it makes it difficult for people because again not everybody's set up to be able to work from home so quite a lot of them you know in the dining room table you're in your toilet like yourself Ian aye sitting in the bathtub like trying to wash the dishes in there and everyone else it's just a nightmare well that's it because even for the people who are sitting in the living room and they've got their kids that are wanting to watch the telly and it's just yeah it's definitely a difficult situation um but yeah, the, the calls are there just, if people even just want to come on and rant for half an hour, they can do come that. And silent and just listen to a bunch of people talk nonsense so that you feel like you're involved in a conversation. Join the next yeah. day network. If, you, if, you're not comfortable, if you're not comfortable speaking at first, don't worry about it. That's there's it. that many people and there's that many loud and obnoxious people in there. Us. I'm, I'm kind of categorising that, especially today. We railroaded that call today. But hopefully it gave some people a bit of a laugh that were in the call where they were just like, these boys are crazy. Well, that's it. And we're on day eight now, and every day there's been somebody new joined, and it's not always been the same faces. Which I think is important as well for me. I was talking to Mark about this with the idea of the calls. Today was the first one I've been able to make because I've actually been busy doing deliverable work. But uh, today's the first one I've been able to make. And... It's good to see people, and it's good that it's different people that you're seeing. There's people that you know, people I don't know, 
and, and instantly there's just everybody's accepted for who they are. Well, that's it. And the calls are good because it's so far it's been a combination of mainly Microsoft per platform related people. Um, but a lot of that's down to that's just what my LinkedIn and Twitter network is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that are coming on, there's a mixture of partners, Microsoft employees, customers, um, and everybody's welcome, whether you're per platform Microsoft or not. Um, it's open to anyone that wants to join. And as I keep saying to people, share it with people that are working from home that wouldn't normally be. Um, even if they are used to working from home, share it because it's still good to to talk to other people. Um, even if it's just complete talk. nonsense for a half an hour, which it has been in a few of the days, um, it's still good just to have that, that chat and that outlet. On the, on the back of that as well, one of the things that I'm part of is apologies to the people that might be PlayStation and PSN network because you're not included in this, but there is a whole power platform Xbox crew as well. So there's like people in there like myself, Matt Beard, John Levesque, Mark's in there, Emma Darcy's in there, uh, Mike Hartley, Joe's in there, uh, there's loads of different people all around the world in there. So there's always people online gaming and playing. So there's a, a group on Xbox as well as a WhatsApp group. If you're playing Xbox and want to join it, just get, hit me up on Twitter or something like that and we'll get you added. That's absolutely not a problem as well. The more the merrier in that because everybody loves a good GTA heist or Modern Warfare battle. That's it. Uh, John Levesque's also running um, Flow Farm on Teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um so there's no set time for that. People just drop in and drop out. Um, more so for American time zone. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's usually people there in the evenings. So again, if you want to just go in and have a chat, again, not necessarily anything work-related, there's usually someone around at night. Yeah, that's that's probably the one thing, as we say. They can be work-related, but it's probably important to say that these aren't work-related, work-sponsored. There, there's no off-limits type conversation in that way if you want to come in and if cursing and swearing's your thing probably more than welcome i'm not offended and i don't think dave or mark are or anything like that there might be some people are but if it's that's what you want to do that's what you want to do you want to come and talk work come and talk work if you want to have a different conversation the floor is yours yeah absolutely the only thing to remember is obviously there is people from other partners potential competitors so you just need to make sure that nothing's confidential and um, yes but other than that Really, it's it's an open forum, and it's it is awesome. It is something totally different. And me and Ian have like chats an hour every day, usually just talking nonsense. Mm. And that's really what this these sort of calls do as well. It's just let off a little bit of steam, chat to somebody, it's tell some jokes. It's the equivalent of having somebody walk up to your desk and t- chat to you for ten minutes when you're in the office. It's it's replicating yeah. that in a virtual environment because in these unprecedented times this is what we have to do we have to be resilient we have to adapt and we have to move forth and conquer exactly we'll fight them on the beaches i mean what next they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom (laughs) well did anybody else watch the speech by boris johnson where they announced the not lockdown yeah, it was interesting to, to watch that speech and it did remind me a lot of the Churchill speech before the war. Mm. <laughs> um, although he, he very cleverly avoided saying lockdown, whereas Nicola Sturgeon came on and she was like, we're in lockdown. <laughs> three, second, three seconds in lockdown. Yeah. See, to be fair, Nicola Sturgeon gave forward direction in that way, which was good because I don't think we were getting that from Boris. No, I'm, yeah, definitely. He's he will not give a straight answer on anything. Whereas Sturgeon has just been, this is what's happening, like or lump it. If you're still going by like going through your day as normal, you're doing it all wrong. Have you seen what the uh, what Russia's done? No, with some Maybe of the stuff done. Five hundred lines, was it not? But it's not. <laughs> but generally, one of the things, uh, uh, one of the stuff, the bits that I've seen, other than the five hundred lines, I thought they were just running about East Kilbride, uh, was at a press conference. They'd said that somebody had raised the price of masks. They'd like put them up a hundred percent. 
And his response was, that's fine, just take their license off them, they can't trade. Brilliant. That's way forward. And that's uh, what should be happening to these pubs. People don't want to stay in their a house for seven days. That's fine, give them seven years in jail. This is my sort of country. I'm like, that, that's kind of the hard line it needs to be at the moment, is if you don't do what you need to do for the sake of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is starting to, to sink in. No, I've been out for my, what, fifth walk today and the, the streets are empty. <laughs> <laughs> So actually, I haven't been out today because I've been working. Jen took the the dog out a walk. <laughs> she was like, she watched some guy go into the local co-op get a can of juice, a can of diet coke, and then just go back in his car. And you're like, yeah, that's, you, a, waste. You, that's a waste of your walk, pal. <laughs> Is that all you got when you went shopping? <laughs> Do you want to go to the expensive shop and spend twenty pound on a square sausage? Yeah, just just to be clear though, that was a joke, and I haven't actually left my house in three days, Your Honour. I've actually got to take the big dog out at some See, my problem is, I've got a big husky who needs about five miles a day worth of walking. Yeah, but you've got about five people in your house, right? So you'll but get to I'm take the only one who... Yeah, but I'm the only one who wouldn't get pulled off their feet by them. So can I, like, take their tokens? Well, I think what you need to do, according to this meme that I've seen, is go out wearing sports Different gear. No, well that, but go out wearing sports gear and as soon as you see the police you start stretching. Oh, I'm just out oh, for I a wee warm-up. <laughs> and you do know they said you allowed out one walk. They didn't specify how long that could be. Well, Jen's mum pulled that one out the bag. She went, so does that mean I can walk to like the shops and at the fort and stuff? <laughs> no. Don't, from what I've heard from the performers, you can walk 500, 500 miles. 500 miles. Uh, as long that, as it's a good shining on leaf, definitely. You could leave your house at nine o'clock, go for a walk, and still be walking and come home at seven at night. Technically, it's one walk. Technically. Well, for some people, that's an average Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's mad. I mean, I can understand why it's been done. It should have been done weeks ago. But we are, really we are. done weeks ago. So this leads on to a different subject that I want to really get into in a podcast right around the COVID thing and, and how it's how we're dealing with it and how we're minds. I know everybody's talking about it, but actually... Now, are you really... sure that me and Mark are the right audience to raise this with? <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Because it's... <laughs> well, actually... Go for it. Let's go. go for it anyway. Well, Mark says it should have been introduced weeks ago, having the, the ban and having the outside. It shouldn't have, because... The way that the virus spreads, there needs to be a certain percentage to get it so that they then can control it and actually minimise the further impact, which sounds very backwards, but it needs to be at critical mass before you close the schools, before you close, stop people going out. Because if you stop it just now, all that will happen is the virus will just go into like a hibernation period. And it'll be sitting waiting like the wee gremlins for people to come back out. And then people come back out when we get it all again. So then what, do we need to go back into another lockdown after that? And then another one after that? So, unfortunately, you need to get a point where people are, the, the spread of the disease is at a particular point when it's kind of plateauing so that we need to then stop the, I can't remember the name of the S-curve, but it's got a particular name, and how that grows. Cool. Awesome. Moving on. Next topic then, guys. <laughs> oh, that was good. No, I, I, I know what you mean. People, people need to actually get it to then become immune so that you're not just... Because if it's like having, as you say, the S-curve, or it's just this... It can go on a straight line for six years because everyone's in hiding and it, they get it when they come out. Yep. Or you can let it peak, let everyone get it, and then let it drop out. And it's not that... The way that the, way that the kind of peaks and troughs of it go, if we have the complete everybody out and everybody's hanging about as they were at the weekend, the rise will get it be so so big the rise of people that get infected with the disease will be so rapid that the nhs can't cope with it they don't have enough ventilators they don't have enough beds and also people that need general hospital assistance and medical assistance don't have it so you end up having causes of of them getting ill or iller and potential fatalities there as well whereas if you can stem the flow of that and stem the speed of it the same number of people will get affect, infected over a longer period of time but because it's a slower infection rate the capacity to cope with it is much higher there's more beds 
there's more resources. Yeah, so my granddad fell and broke his hip yesterday. Okay, that's not so good. No, he's, it's a hairline fracture that he's got. But it's the um, the immobility of that injury. Yes. So he's got a Zimmer frame and everything. Yeah, but that's the um, problem. It's the immobility of it because if you're not moving, you're not breathing properly. If you're not breathing properly, you have potential pneumonia. Yes. So he's um, he's got a Zimmer frame. I mean, he is fairly active for for his age anyway. Yeah. And he oh. says it's only because he was at home and had nothing to do. Do you just say Alan broke his hip because he had nothing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was messing about <laughs> in the house. Like you would normally like my. Both of those grandparents are very, very active and they're out like every single day doing stuff like going to restaurants for food or meeting folk, bowling, and all that sort of stuff. So they would never be in the house for like prolonged periods of time. So, but that's like as morbid as this might sound, right? But that's exactly what I was talking about previously in that situation. So, your granddad needs medical assistance, he's got a broken hip, so he's got impaired mobility. That impaired mobility means that he's not moving as much. So there's the whole element of clots and stuff like that that potentially come from it, as well as he's not breathing properly with so potential pneumonia. Now, Corona-90 or whatever it's called, coronavirus or COVID-19 is a respiratory disease. So therefore, if you've got that massive peak, he's somebody who might not get the attention he needs. Whereas if we can stem it and have that at a proper level, there's enough avenues within the NHS or any other hospital system to deal with everything that's happening at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's what they're more worried about, though, is mm -hmm. the effect on the NHS, because there isn't enough resource to be able to deal with it, and they are worried about the virus killing people. Yes. Yeah, not just enough resource from the NHS currently, but actually what happens when the NHS staff start to get ill as well. Yep. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're doing that whole call. 18,000 nurses who are in their final year of training to start caring for people as well. And they're bringing nurses and stuff back out of retirement that have still got current qualifications. Who just happen to be in the high risk category. Yeah, because yeah, they're exactly. all retired. Yes. Which is, is a strange way of trying to deal with it. But, it, but I, as has been said before, I'm not going to say that... That's exactly <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word, but I was going to get around it and say basically that exactly that the situation we're in is like let's be honest even the the folk like your granddad and stuff like that of that age and they talk about they were they lived through the war yeah they lived through the war they were teenagers if not younger or or kind of young adolescents it was different times even at that point itself so yeah they went through a war but we've never seen anything like this and i guess the difference of a war in this is you could see the enemy yeah, very true. It's tangible at that point in time, but it's what we've got is something that's completely untangible. Yeah, exactly. But Bill Gates has been warning this since 2015. Yes. Um, actually, I watched his uh, TED talk on it. It was really interesting. Yeah, and it, it just so happened the graphic he used is exactly the same graphic they've been using in all the news stories. Yeah. There was also a, a BBC4 documentary that kind of came off the back of that and it was taught and they used a, what's it called, pandemic or something like that, I think it was called. Yeah, it was a pandemic. They, they basically infected everyone. Or they got a group of a couple hundred folk in London, installed an app on their phone and as they moved around the country, it basically got the GPS locations and it was able to tell you how many people it was infecting and stuff like that. Yeah, that so they've done, they done the first control group in the small town and then they expanded the app to around the UK. But the people around the UK didn't have an in, the infecting version of the app. And the app, basically you just had it running on your phone in the background by the looks of it. And via geolocations and stuff and some data mining, etc. Not data mining, I suppose, but uh, data science. They were. They then put a hole. You were in that person's proximity for this amount of time. This close to them, therefore they're infected. And they aren't infected. This person infecting that, and you started seeing a, a build up over all the age ranges, and different people's lifestyles, etc. How it spread, 
and how quickly it spread and where it spread to. Interestingly, London, then, was it Belfast, Glasgow, Inverness? Was it Inverness? Was it, was it as high up as Inverness? No, because they were saying like the, the north of Scotland was pretty clear. Okay, so but Belfast, Glasgow, towards. London. It didn't really hit Edinburgh so much in the early days of it, but over the time and the projection, it started spreading quite massively. And it was really interesting to see and, and quite scary. And even at that point, they called out how, as a society, we, we wouldn't be ready for it. And that was like 2018. Yeah, so then it was done in 2017, and they left the app open until halfway through 2018. So it's quite an interesting one. I mean, the reason it never got through to Edinburgh is because junkies can't get diseases. <laughs> I mean, that's, is that not is it not heroin or is there not something that makes that's immune to this? I can't remember. Oh, I've no idea. I think they were talking about testing some sort of narcotic. Was it not cocaine? I think oh the one that they said stops it. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's the answer, though. Wow! Can yeah. you imagine being in your house? Everybody like <laughs> out or not? Everyone sitting watching a full series of Button Moon. Wow! Yeah, but if you want survival tips, I would recommend I Am Legion. Or I am Legend, whatever the Will Smith film is. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh. I don't know if you got the same thought in your head as I did of Mikey Whiplash there. Yeah, oh, I was a bit like Cajun is the other one. Yeah, we're all going. To, I mean, one? I'm already in my bathroom at this point, Dave. So I'm already I am Legend. That's it, Contagion. Okay, we'll have to have a wee squint at those. Although. If you're feeling panicky and angsty about the whole thing, I wouldn't watch Contagion. A lot of people die. Yeah, I wouldn't watch either of the movie if you were feeling slightly panicky or claustrophobic. Although it's interesting how we're now in this worldwide pandemic and there are the trending things on Amazon and Netflix. It's funny, really? I watched the I Am Legend or Legion or whatever you want to call it like two months ago or something. I actually really like the movie. Your dog's not uh, big enough. No, I know. I think that I think it's when I got Arthur that I actually was like, I'm going to watch that, and I realised that my dog is never going to be that cool. You made a poor choice. <laughs> you need a big husky. Yeah, and then I, then I probably watched uh, John Wick's three, and their dogs are even cooler. Again, still the same type of dog. Poor choice. Yeah, your dog's not going to protect you from anything, is it? No. See, I have a rule. It's not a real dog unless it goes above your knees. Mine is just about there. Is it above the knees of your missus? It is. There you go. It's a real dog then. But she's short. That's fine. It's all good. As long as it goes above the knees of one of the owners, it's a real dog. If it doesn't, it doesn't count. Like the whole body or just the head? Um, the whole body. The body is above her knees. Yeah, so we're good. Um, so I technically only have one dog and I've got a little hairy rat. That you were licking earlier on? Yep, that, um, yeah, on our call earlier, he decided to try and nipple on my beard, so I bit him, yes. That's uh, one way to stop him doing it. Does it though? I just want to make him bite you more. Well, he stopped, didn't he? He maybe wants to bite me more, but I've got sharper teeth than he does, so... For now? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's like a momentary thing. He just was like, all right, okay. What else can I bite next? Like, he doesn't remember that. No. It works. I've done it with all my dogs. It was just one thing that I've always been told, if the dog bites you or nibbles at you. Did you get told that in Snow back. Dogs when uh, Cuban Goon Jr. bit the dog because somebody told him to do it? Maybe, it's a Disney movie, mate. It's a Disney movie. As in, oh, so Disney, Disney happened. Aye. <laughs> and you do realise your Huskies remembered you biting it and one day it's going to maul you. <laughs> He's out there with all the rest of the Huskies. <laughs> kind of planning his revenge against you in this pandemic. He's waiting for you ill and you can't fight back and you have had it. 
<laughs> and he's just going to nip me right in the ear and get the last bit of life out of me. <laughs> it's not even that. You're going to really need him for something. He's just going to look at you and be like, see when I told you I was a dog? I'm really a cat. Watch me just push this off the table. <laughs> Aye, that's the sort of thing that would happen to me. <laughs> So well, let's wrap this one up because we've talked nonsense. We have just talked nonsense in this. So apologies if anybody's actually spent the whole fifty-two minutes at this point, fifty-one minutes at this point listening to this. Apologies. Yeah, Hopefully, gave you a bit of a laugh, minutes, right? Now, I think we've probably got about three and a half minutes of usable content. No, we're oh, just no, publishing we'll, this. Yeah, we'll take about three and a half minutes out, and then we'll go for it. So. To wrap up, go because you've got all your social medias, let's get them all shared so that people can find you. Yep, so the easiest way is go to davebuddle.co.uk. And, and how do you spell your surname? B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Like the Buddle Collection. Buddle Collection, is that yours? Relation. Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to you at this point. Nope. If I was related, I'd be oh. offsetting myself in some hot country. No, you wouldn't. No, actually, no, I wouldn't. Well, I would because I'd have been stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the best place is to go to the blog and it's got links to all of my social profiles. Awesome. And... As well as the top post on there is the community call. So if you want to join that, the first post stuck to the top is the details for that call. Excellent. And we'll also tweet that and social media all of that out for you as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. No problems. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we should have had you on the podcast a lot earlier. We um, shouldn't we, Ian? We shouldn't yeah. really. We should have. You're lucky I came yeah. on. You'd upset me that much that you hadn't already invited me. We were lucky you were at a loose end and stuck in the house and actually could come and speak to us is really what you're saying right you'd nothing better to do yeah exactly that's fine we have to be social as much as we can in these times yeah we have to throw you a bone so you can actually get your name out there that's all we're doing dave don't worry that's fine fine. i'll accept that it's all good right thank you very much and we will speak to you again soon excellent thank you very much all cheers speak later Bye. Bye -bye. bye bye